Sneak. Snick. Snike. Snike. What is this? Snoke. Yeah. Snoke. Oh, God, I hope it's not Snoke. What an awful character. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name's Frank Cole. And this is episode number 17, recorded April 8th, 2021. Frank, what can you tell me about software licenses? That's right. We had a lead-in. Uh, I had a lead-in. I wasn't going to let it die on the vine. No, I'm glad you didn't, because honestly, it's been a heck of a week for me, and I completely forgot that we had the teaser, so I'm glad you didn't drop the ball. I uh, Okay, so software for once. <laughs> for once. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, My wife and I do this back and forth all the time. We have young kids. We watch the Pixar movies, which, by the way, I'm secure enough in my manhood oh, to admit awesome. that the Pixar movies are objectively good no matter what your age they're is. They're so amazing. Uh, but if Roz you don't cry, from Monsters, Inc. Okay, go ahead. Go. go. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're uh, uh, yeah. Roz from Monsters. What, what do we just say? Uh, uh, as usual, like uh, she's always watching. I'm always watching. As usual. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> if you don't cry at the intro to Up, you don't have a soul. I'm I'm convinced yeah. if you are over the age of, say, 15 and you don't cry at that intro to up, you just you you are a you are a heartless, heartless monster <laughs> that or you just sucked into Instagram and not paying attention. Yeah, or, yeah well, right. You're or you're not paying attention. Yeah. All right. So licenses. What do I know about licenses? I know they're a royal pain in the butt. And <laughs> I, OK, that's a wrap, everybody. Have, uh, have a good day. This is okay, I'm going to this yep. has been episode 17. Just play it out here. <laughs> So uh, licenses are a royal pain in the butt. Uh, It's one of the reasons that I really like open source is because you're able to sidestep a whole bunch of legal nonsense that is ultimately, as the industry has proven, not all that necessary. Um, But they are they are a fact of life. Even inside open source, there is an open source license. So there it it is a thing. Um, But uh, dealing with so there's there's two angles to this and I'm not sure where you're going with it. Uh, maybe you can give me some more direction. There's the there's the content of the licenses, you know, op- and then there's open versus closed source. There's different types of open. There's different types of closed. And then there's this notion of licensing software. And so you know when you purchase software, you're purchasing a license for that software. So are, you, are we talking about the the legal side of this and the and the paperwork, or are we talking about just the acquisition and management of software that is licensed? I'm I'm okay going with the latter. I'm actually talking about the former. So okay. specifically open source licenses. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if we're going there, open source licenses, I feel like if you do MIT, you're done. You just pop that thing in your in your repo and you just kind of wash your hands of it. Everyone likes it and I can just go on with my life and most lawyers won't complain. So, I mean, we're done here. That's it. <laughs> we're done here. I'm not playing this really, again. I'm not playing this That's really again. the long... <laughs> Twice in one show, we're not going to we're not no, going to go. I'm not okay. going to do it. No, we're going to um, save it for the end this time. <laughs> yeah. No, this is something that I haven't I, I hadn't really had. Uh, I've been uh, I've been a a 
rabid fan and advocate for open source free Libre open source software. You can call it floss if you really want to be hoity-toity. Um, you're also the person that then says, well, it's not Linux. It's technically, you know, GNU with Linux. And, you know, then people walk away. And then you, and you get into the recursive acronym of the G in GNU stands for GNU. <laughs> so. Herd, a GNU, GNU herd is a, mm-hmm. is a, a mutually recursive acronym, which mm-hmm. is a fun one. Uh, so if you haven't Ooh. looked at it, go look that up. Um, so uh, licensure, I, I've been a, a floss advocate and user and fan, um, and, and I published some open source code uh, for a very long, since, since the very beginning of my career. Um, before I had a career, I had a hobby that was called coding and uh, I was a huge fan of open source that's what got me into this only recently uh, I'll admit have I really done a deep dive into open source licenses um and there are a bunch of reasons for that I won't go into but uh, essentially I've done some learning and yeah basically if you have code and you want anybody to be able to use that code MIT or BSD and you're done Right. Mm-hmm. There's really not there's there's really not a reason to overcomplicate it. Right. Um, specifically, though, I have learned long in the back of my mind. I've known that there are different variants of the GPL. Yeah, I knew where uh, you were that's going the GNU, with this. The GNU general public license. Um, there are different variants of this. And I kind of knew that they existed and that they were more or less restrictive. But I personally didn't really know exactly um, exactly how in depth, in detail what makes them different and why it was GPL versus Mozilla versus Apache versus MIT and BSD. And it's, 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 it quickly, there are just thousands of these things and it's, mm-hmm, it, it gets mm-hmm. super annoying. Um, uh, but <clears throat> GPL is one that I think everybody needs to know about. And so that's, that's what I wanted to talk about primarily. And yeah, the TLDR is just use MIT or BSD. You'll be fine. Um, when you use the GPL, so a little bit of a history lesson, um, Richard Stallman, uh, I'm going to call him Uncle Dick. Uh, Richard Stallman, back in the late 80s, came up with the GPL <laughs> and and his uh, well, I don't see I don't see what's funny. I, I, just, I, I, just, I you know, I, I, I don't I don't understand what's I'm, what's so funny about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, so back in I think it was 87 or 89, Uncle Dick publishes the GPL. And his assertion, Richard Stallman has always been a a strong kind of outspoken voice as far as copyleft goes. Um, what is copyleft? Copyright. <clears throat> let's suppose that I record a music song, right, as I'm want to do. I'm a prolific oh, jazz player in my I spare know, time, I, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, definitely, yes. So, so I so I record some some jazz piece and then I release it and I say it's ten dollars for the album. Okay, um, the iTunes ecosystem kind of forces me into that pricing model at this point. I am not selling the music. I'm not selling the disc or the download. What I'm selling you, what you're buying with that is because I have copyright over that content. That's intellectual property and I have the copyright, which means I control um, I control the ability to distribute and monetize that intellectual property. Um, and intellectual property rights here in the United States, kind of a big deal, kind of one of the reasons like that's that's kind of in some of our founding literature. And yeah, it's a pretty important topic as far as like market mechanics go. Um, 
but copyright when when you buy when you buy a CD I'm dating myself when you buy a CD from me what you are buying is a limited license to play the music for yourself. You can't play it in a venue. You can't take that CD and then go put it, you know, on stage in front of a 10,000 people and and profit from that. That's that's not allowed. You are you have a license to listen to the software for personal use. Um when software was invented, we started thinking uh let's copyright software so that we can control distribution and monetization. Um, software is valuable. It's not valuable because it helps people. It's valuable because it takes time and talent and expertise to create, right? There's intrinsic sunlight value. Helps everybody. Yeah. yeah. Sunlight has intrinsic value and it helps everybody, but nobody pays for it. Right? Well, that partially that's because Jeff Bezos hasn't figured out how to monetize it yet, but uh, partially because it's abundant, right? That's mm-hmm. why, that's why nobody puts value. You, you ask a thousand people what's valuable to you. They'll say love, they'll say time, they'll say my fur babies, they'll say heated seats in the car, like whatever. Not one person in a thousand is going to say sunlight, right? Uh, because it's so abundant. Uh, yeah, there's no people scarcity. People consider it valuable. There, there's yeah, no exactly. scarcity to it. So uh, anyway, that was a, that was a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so copyright software, without copy left. <clears throat> Right. So copy left is the idea. Uncle Dick comes along and he has a worldview. Uh, He has actually his his worldview is that proprietary software, something that would have a copyright on it. His view is that proprietary software itself is unethical. Right. And so that's the that's the starting point for all of his uh, all of his activity uh, over the last few decades. So he comes along and says, you write software and then it's got a copyright and then I buy the software. And again, just like a music CD, I'm not buying the right to go and distribute and monetize that software or change it. Um, And in fact, the terms often dictate that I'm specifically not at liberty to modify or distribute it in any other way. That I am, in fact, purchasing a limited one time uh, license to use the software for a specific purpose. Copy left is the idea that this software cannot be controlled in that way, that it is essentially public domain. Um, And furthermore, with the GPL, GPL says, um, you have the right as the as the end user, right? So I have a, a a JavaScript library, or you know, MySQL is a good example. The MySQL database software. Um, now Oracle's got MySQL, so I guess we're talking about MariaDB. MariaDB is is GPL code, right? <clears throat> the GPL says that I am free to free, as in you know, Libre. I I am at liberty to download this software and run it in my data center for whatever purpose, for however long, for whatever workloads I desire. I can do whatever I want with it. There are a couple of stipulations though. With GPL code, there are some restrictions around distribution. So if I want to redistribute the MySQL software code base, there are some rules. And if I modify the GPL'd code, I am required to share back with the community that is the wider internet. I'm required to share those changes back with the world. So if I take the Maria uh, MariaDB, and I'm just going to keep saying MySQL because I'm used to it, um, uh, but I'm talking about MariaDB, the, the open source uh, software system. If I take MariaDB and then I modify the code, let's say I add a storage engine or I modify some runtime behavior, some timing mechanic or whatever else. Um, then 
the license, the GPL license requires I share those changes back out with the world. <clears throat> Furthermore, the GPL also covers that any derived software fall under terms of the GPL and then modifications be shared out. So if I take my SQL and then I build like a management console GUI on top of it, that would be defined as a derived work. And I have, according to the terms of the GPL, legally speaking, I have to file that dashboard under the GPL and share it back out with the world. So this is where this is where people talk about the virality of the GPL. You put something GPL in your code base, all of a sudden it's arguable that other parts or in whole your code base must fall under the GPL, must be publicly available with your changes. So is that square so far? Because yeah. that was a lot. Yeah, I mean, okay. squares with me, I, I, I totally get it. Um, but this is obviously that leaves a lot of companies that are building proprietary stuff on top of open source. That presents some problems and it can present some problems, right? So in, in my in my day to day in the enterprise environment, we actually run MySQL uh, and that's fine. We don't it doesn't it doesn't make the product that consumes that database automatically GPL code. It's a proprietary software system. It uses MySQL as its database. Um, that doesn't mean that the software is GPL. Uh, why not? Well, because it's a different system. It's not a derived work. And we're also not distributing that database. Nobody has access to that database except our internal application. We're totally within our rights right. to run that code. Uh, the Linux kernel is the same thing. Linux kernel, I, I at least was GPL'd. Um, now, okay, now I'm going to get now I'm going to get hate mail because I got the license of the kernel wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe I believe the kernel is GPL and it's fine. You can run it in your data center and you can profit uh, from running workloads on top of it. And this is this is not a problem because you're not modifying, you're not distributing. Those are the kind of the those are kind of the two major practical rules. Um, then at some point, somebody says, well, this is great, but I actually want to be able to distribute without causing the rest of my code base to also become GPL, right? That virality, um, in my opinion, is is kind of not helpful for most open source projects. Now, usually um, there's a kind usually, of hurts in a lot of cases. Right. But normally if there's isolation. See, this is where the lawyers, you know, the lawyerness gets tangled up in the software. And this is where I think you have ships passing in the night, because as long as the software is not, it's, it, was, it has always been my understanding from my read of the licenses and then when I talk to lawyers and I and I get their concerns it's always about how compartmentalized the software is so the database is a perfect example yeah i don't think exactly. you ever actually if you use an open source database attached to your application i don't think you are ever in any kind of hot water with the rest of your application so your application code the front end of your site like it is that is all still completely separate and you are totally fine it would you would run into trouble if you actually took the source code for the database and then modified that source code you would need to push out the changes that you made to the database again still not your entire application just the things that actually directly touch the source code but if you're using like a compiled binary you know you're using mysql off the shelf quote unquote you're good that's always been my understanding right. and so, i have the damnedest time getting lawyers to understand that well and we can <clears throat> and we can uh 
qualify here because it's important. You and I live in the web world most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so if that's your operating model, if 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 hosting web applications is your bread and butter, then, yeah, you can use GPL code in your data center. GPL kernel with a GPL database and all that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't really mean you can even use. um, uh, Yeah, isolated components like that. That's okay. Um, For example, though, if you're distributing uh, if you're distributing like a device, so let's say you have some smart home device and it's got a SQLite database. Well, SQLite itself is public domain, so that's okay, I think, as long as you're not modifying. Mm-hmm. But there are cases where you have to include uh, you have to include notice, right? So I think it's is it BSD or is it MIT? One of the two requires that if you distribute it, you simply distribute a copy or link to the license with it. That's the requirement, mm-hmm. um, so that everybody knows. Part or all of this is under that license. You know, it contains a component with this particular license Um, where you also get into trouble in the web world. And again, you made a good you made a good case about isolation. That's exactly the key issue because I can run GPL code in my data center. Again, Maria DB running on top of the kernel. That's GPL on top of GPL. I'm okay because it's isolated. I'm not making derived works. I'm not distributing. What happens if you have a GPL JavaScript library that you pull into your front end code? Current kind of state of the art understanding consensus is that you now have to open source your entire front end code, your front end application. So let's say you're building a single page app in React or Angular or whatever else, and there's some GPL JavaScript library. Technically, according to uh, how the language has been interpreted over the last couple of decades, the rest of your application is considered a derived work of the GPL code and so must therefore also fall under terms of the GPL. Now, the good news is. Almost everybody who's building JavaScript libraries is using MIT or BSD for exactly this reason, um, because they don't that that's that's a permissive license that allows the workflows that you and I as recovering web developers need. We can't open source our entire front end application because that's proprietary software, part of a proprietary software system. Um, so if I found GPL code in my job in one of my JavaScript libraries. I'd have to replace it. Like in my day job, I'd have to replace it immediately. I, I couldn't, that could, that wouldn't be tolerable position for me. Well, isn't that sort of a moot point though? It's, I mean, in this particular example, I mean, this, this is a good use case for explaining the, the nature of the problem. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to JavaScript, it's front end code. It's designed to run on the client's end machine. All the source code ends up on the client's machine anyway. So I always thought that licenses around JavaScript were kind of <clears> silly because by no, definition, so in order to use it, you I have get, to distribute so as it. A, as a human, you're right. As a lawyer, you as as a lawyer, though, you could not be more wrong. <laughs> All right. So the difference there when we say when we say district because you're right, like, oh, the, the the codes, the code, you have all the code. It's running in your browser. Right. I just gave it to you um, when they say distribution of source material. What they mean is how that gets interpreted, interpreted in a in a courtroom is in the format that is used for modifying it. So typically, if you're publishing uh, an SPA, you're minifying all of that JavaScript. That's yeah. not in the normal editable format. So that doesn't count. That counts the same as a binary, not hmm. source code. Source code is with all your white space and comments and, and you know, all of that sort of thing. Um, and your long variable names, right? The, the compressed minified that that doesn't count. This as, is this is settled. This is settled legal decision. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's that's the that's the case. Um, and also the problem why why is it why is it bad to have GPL code in your in your web front end is because you're distributing it. 
right? As, a, as opposed to MariaDB or a kernel, which stays inside your data center, end user never interfaces with them at all. Maybe they do if you have a SQL injection vulnerability. Maybe they are <laughs> interacting directly with your database. That's that's obviously uh, not great. Um, but with the JavaScript library, your you know a, a browser makes a request to your server. Server responds by sending it code, um, and and in this case we would call that object code, right? It's it's the same as a binary. The act of the server transmitting the software over the wire to the browser to the client that is considered legally speaking distribution mm -hmm. and so if you distribute that gpl library along with the rest of your spa code the virality of the gpl makes the entire front end a, a, a they would classify that as a derived work and you distributed it and therefore the rest of your code has to be open source as well in a modifiable source format um and so, whoa, that's kind of bad. So at some point, I don't know the exact timeline, somebody came along and said, no, we're going to publish the LGPL, the lesser general public license. Um, lesser meaning it is not a strong copyleft. GPL is a stronger copyleft license. The lesser GPL, um, and I think it, L may have stood for something else initially, but then it like changed and they, they said it was lesser. Um, LGPL code is okay in that fashion. So if you're distributing a JavaScript library with your SPA and it's LGPL, that's all right because the, the specific um, requirement for what triggers the license clause uh, is, is, is a little bit less restrictive there. So you can actually distribute with your application um, and it doesn't mean that the rest of your SPA has to be LGPL. Now, we should caveat this, all of this, though. I mean, you're giving good advice here. We should caveat all of this, this though. This is legal a, advice. You are you are a non-attorney spokesperson, and you should absolutely I, talk to your own legal team before you do yes, anything with yeah. your own software, i.e., yeah, this, this, this information is licensed MIT. You're on your own. <laughs> the results are your yours. Own. No. We, we are not responsible for you doing whatever the hell it is that you want to do with it. That is called the uh, the do what the f you want license uh, that you can find. I do really like uh, that. You can license. find a reference. The it's fact fantastic. that that's actually a thing, and it is. It is. Yeah. It's a. They make the file. That's what it's called. Yeah. And then you go yeah. in there, and it's the one line. It's just mm -hmm. do what yeah. you want. It's the WTFPL. I think they call it in short. <laughs> yeah, um, the acronym. Yeah. So. Uh, so uh, where was it? So at some point that we looked at the GPL and we said, well, this is maybe not optimal for all use cases. And so the LGPL spawned off of it. Also, the Afero general public license, the AGPL spawned off of it. That went in the other direction. That went to a harder copy left. The AGPL says that it doesn't matter if you distribute it. AGPL says if you include this in your code, the whole thing becomes AGPL and the whole thing has to be shared. So even on a server side application, you have, um, uh, let's take like a Rails application that's, that's uh, uh, a Rails app that's, that's producing an API and then you have like a React front end that's consuming the API um, okay. where there's not actually any markup that's rendered over the wire, right? Um, if you include an AGPL library in your Rails app, all of a sudden your Rails app itself falls under AGPL and has to be shared. Um, AGPL is is very business unfriendly. Um, I've only ever seen I've only ever seen one AGPL license that was under consideration for something before. Um, and usually, what I've seen I've seen it in other places. I've only ever considered it once. Um, typically, you'll have a dual licensing model 
where it will be AGPL or proprietary. You know, what does dual licensing mean? In that case, typically you'll see a library published under dual licenses. What it means that if you don't pay for the software, you get the AGPL version, and then everything, and then it it, vir it virals all of your other code, and that's not a good look. But if you pay for a license, we'll give you a license to run it not under the terms of the AGPL. Um, so often you'll see dual licensing, and I've always, I always wondered what that meant. Um, typically, you get one of the two licenses by default, but you can pay to use it under the other. That's kind of the. Oh, I thought it was situational. I mean, that is situational, but I always thought it was uh, if you're this type of user, you get this license. If you're this other type of user, you get this other license. There are there are licenses like that. Uh, there are licenses that say, well, if you're using it in this context, these rules apply. If you're using it in, in context B, these other rules apply. Um, those are generally not accepted by OSI, the open source initiative, as open source licenses. So so there is a committee that rules whether a particular license is considered like trademarked, I, I shouldn't say trademarked, is, is like a quote official open source license. Mm -hmm. Those types of licenses that have that contextual dependence typically don't qualify um, because the open source initiative uh, is rather strict where like it, it has to be available and you have to be able to run it. And the whole point of open source is that you can't tell other people what they're allowed to do with it. That's kind of the whole shtick in a, in a nutshell in, in common vernacular. Um, so LGPL and AGPL, they both split off. LGPL is more friendly. AGPL is, is very unfriendly to business. Basically, anything with GPL at the end, like you got to be careful. Um, LGPL is generally a lot safer, um, but... Uh, steer away from AGPL. Um, and then we have we have a thousand other software licenses. You mentioned MIT and BSD. There's the Apache public license, the Mozilla public license. There's a ton of other different licenses. Um, there's the WTFPL. A lot of them are typically either kind of like the MIT or BSD, where you can take the code, you can compile it, you can change it, you can distribute it, you can make money off it, you can put it in a product on a shelf, or you can run it on your web server, you can run it on your, your web client, doesn't really matter. Um, and then some of them are kind of closer to the LGPL, where you can take it, you can use it, um, but if you modify it, you had to share those modifications. Um, and then again, with the GPL, sometimes you get that virality where where they define a derived work in such a way that, and the, the fans of the GPL, they, they don't like the term viral. They say, oh, well, no, it's not viral. It doesn't, that's, that's lawyeries, bullcrappery. It's, it's viral. It sticks to other things it's next to. I, we could come up with a worse name oh, for they're it trying, if you want, I mean, but I think yeah, they don't viral want the is rather. They don't want the negative yeah. connotation. That's, that's just. That's yeah. just PR, PR spin. Mm -hmm. One site that I have used before when I'm looking at licenses, I haven't, I haven't played with this. TLDR legal. Mm, there's that. I didn't actually use that yeah. one a lot. There's a site called chooseolicense.com that lays out a whole bunch of open source, choosing an open source license. And it gives you a list of them. And then it has in very human readable format here. Here's oh, what like it does. Here's like, what it doesn't oh, do. Nice. And then so nice. that's, a, that's a cool, that's a cool site. Um, and there is another one I will find it that actually has it, this one's just a list and it goes through mm -hmm. permissions, conditions and limitations and it, it summarizes it really, really well. There's another one that actually has filters so that you can actually I want a license that does this, this and this and it'll give you the result that you want. So I will see if I can find that. But it has been it's, it's been a hot minute since I since I touched that. But choose a license dot com yeah. is pretty easy to digest. 
for anyone who is uh, getting into this space. Really, MIT and you're done. I mean, MIT is is I think pretty good. Yeah, I think. If, if you want to publish something and if you want to publish something and you don't want to make anybody think twice about using it, MIT or the two clause BSD and yeah, you're done. MIT mm-hmm. is a really safe bet if you want to say, look, hey, world, here's the software. Uh, I want to share it with you with with minimal strings attached. MIT is what you want. Yeah. Um, and in fact, if you look at if if you look at any of your projects, if you can do an analysis of them, um, you probably find that most of like your front end libraries are going to be under MIT for that reason, mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't it's it's not it's it's not hostile to business interest. And I there's there's a lot of arguments that suggest that GPL of any variety is is actually not doing anybody any favors, right? It may have been it may have been written with the best intention, but uh, it's impractical uh, for for a lot of reasons. Um, and even if even if at the human level, even if you know that the way you're using something complies with the license and everything's on the up and up, corporate lawyers find out that you're using open source and then you get a bunch of questions and then it becomes this quagmire and it's just a pain in the rear. And so if you can avoid GPL, that's great. Um, but there are services. Um, there are services that allow you to um assess your license posture. So if you're in a if you're in a corporate environment, um uh FOSA, F-O-S-S-A, uh, and Sneak, S-N-Y-K, uh, there are a bunch of others. I'll I'll link them in the show notes. Um uh, these are paid, so uh, uh, sometimes they will allow you to use the service in a limited capacity. If you're an open source project, you can use their service, um, but you can pay for for corporate use. Um, and basically, what they all do, um, uh, uh, Art of uh, uh, X Ray from JFrog does the same. JFrog thing. X Ray, which um, is usually attached to Artifactory, their their primary. Yeah, tool. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So what what they will do is they will look at your they will look at your software. It's called software composition analysis SCA. Um, the tools will, uh, in, in the case of Sneak, we use that at my day job, um, looked at FOSA, freaking love FOSA. That's where I would go first and I wouldn't look at anything else. It was expensive for our use case. Mm. We were priced out of that one, but oh my gosh, it is, it's, it's clean. It's right, concise. For. It's usable. Oh my, it's f- f- uh, blew me away. Yeah. Um, you'll also find so, other products. So what you do though. You also find other products under the, under the heading of, uh, dependency analysis. You'll find, uh, yeah, sometimes they're called dependency because what they're doing, those tools, usually the legal license thing is part of a broader assessment where they're looking, okay, you have this version of jQuery and jQuery. I know I'm dating myself, but this version of jQuery, we know has this vulnerability. And so, you know, we scanned your software. We saw you have jQuery. That's all part. That's all part of the, that's all part of license is part of software. Yeah, broadly software composition analysis or dependency analysis. That's what all of these tools do. X, uh, 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 X-ray and Sneak and Fossa and all of the others. Um, it's like like White Source will do it. And yep. um, uh, what's that big? I, I can't remember. I can't think of the company's name off time. Big uh, big time security scanner. Um, yeah, they'll. I think they have. Sonatype is a is a company. Um, they have a whole Sonar, bunch of Sonar products. Cube will do it. Sonar Cube. Uh, but generally, the license license compliance is one pillar, and then vulnerability analysis is another component. What they'll do is they'll suck in your your Git repo, and they'll find your uh, npm.json or your Ruby gems file or your gem file or your your pom.xml for Maven or whatever. Whatever system you're using, they'll look at your declared dependencies and they'll simply grab the they can automatically go and grab the license and then they can tell you you can define a policy and say, oh, I like MIT. BSD is fine. 
LGPL is okay, but I don't want GPL. And when you run the report against your repository, it'll say, hey, you're including something that's GPL. It'll raise that as a warning for you so that you can mm-hmm. go and, and remediate it. Um, the good tools, almost all of them do this, uh, will also go deeper. So you included jQuery, but jQuery includes this other thing, and that includes this other thing, and that's yep. using a GPL. And so, right, and, and so they'll do that recursive analysis. And then the other pil- pillar of this SCA is, as you said, vulnerability analysis. So they'll look at like NVD, for example, is the big one, um, the internet vulnerability database of them all. Um, and they can tell you are including, you know, uh, Entity Framework 4.6, and that has these open CVEs against it. And here's the CVSS score. And this is, we think this is a high critical, you know, vulnerability. Um, and they can point you to, and again, recursively. So if you include a dependency that includes a dependency, they'll build the whole tree out. Um, it, they're also then they're able to give you a bill of materials, uh, what is what it's called. Um, S-bomb. In a corporate world, Software you get asked bill this. bill of materials, the S-bomb. <sighs> Yeah. So in, in the corporate world, you'll get asked for a bill of materials often um, for a bunch of different purposes. Hey, what's in this other software? Um, so you can say, oh, we have these components at these versions. And then you can generate a risk report on either the licensure or the vulnerability side. Um, highly recommend if you're in the corporate world and, you, and you know, you're not doing any of that. Um, there's a lot of value in it if, if you care about the security and compliance part of things. I'm in a regulated industry, so I do. Um, and Frank, I know, I know your job is oh, very security centric, so I know you do yeah, as well. We do with all that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll link some of those products out. I, I this choose a license. I want to look at that. That sounds pretty cool. The, it take the, the takeaway is I, the thing you got to remember, um, GPL is a mess and generally you want to avoid it, even if even if the situation is valid, like we talked about, you know, the database, even if the situation, you know, would be okay, just because the lawyers have a fit over it. It's just easier on everyone if you just avoid that as as much as possible. Most of the others, you're generally fine and you'll have to answer questions and things like that. If you're building anything yourself, go MIT and this problem resolves itself. And I think the number one takeaway is that you should not discount discredit using open source in your projects. It just, you know, it takes some legwork, but that's no different than the legwork you would do for a paid product either. It's just a little different. It's the same, same basic thing. And you should also in turn consider contributing back and making your own open source stuff. Uh, because I mean, anyone who's, I would imagine most of our audience would know that the internet literally runs on open source. I mean, so much of this, there's so much open source that you don't see that powers everything you touch every day. And so you should absolutely be paying it forward, but it's also a great way to get notoriety and to get your name out there. And so I would strongly encourage any company to to push to to move in an open source direction. And there's no reason that any organization can't. You know, we you mentioned us doing, you know, highly secure stuff. We have open source projects. It's totally doable. It's 100 percent doable. Yeah, of course that because, for example, uh, the kernel is is GPL and the Linux kernel runs 90 percent of everything in the world. There you uh, go. Mobile devices, servers, cloud environments, smart device. I mean, it's all it ain't it's, Windows, it's all Linux. It ain't Windows. <laughs> it's not Windows. It's, Even as you're 70 percent of Azure is is backed on on yep. the kernel. Um, so it's 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 not some 
it's not some cottage industry, as they say, yeah. uh, the, the open sources here and in the corporate environment, in a regulated environment, I get questions a lot. Oh, uh, I saw. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I played I played my my Peter clip earlier. Um, I dropped that clip uh, on one of my corporate attorneys a few weeks ago. And, and it that was go? glorious. Nice. I was looking at a contract. Uh, I was looking at a contract for somebody and it said, oh, um, you know the the service provider warrants that uh, that there is no open source code uh, in there's no open source in any of their systems and um, there was something else about uh, it doesn't require any open source to run it and there's no open so any anywhere right yeah. and and it's certainly and then it called out specifically that it doesn't use the it what did they call it they didn't call it. They, they they miss they they expanded the GPL acronym, which is the GNU General Public License. Mm-hmm. Except they the G was wrong. Whatever word they picked for the G was like not GNU. Like Ge- general, uh, it they called it. I forget. I forget what they called it. I I can't remember. Um, I no. I was I in the middle of the call and I I'm explaining like. There was no I, I wish I had the clip. Not one single word of what they just said was valid. Like it was all. And so I dropped. And so, a, you could not be more wrong. And, uh, and every you know, fun was had by all. Um, but I was like this, this and I had and, and, and you know, attorneys are not automatons. They're real people, believe it or not. Um, and I just I took I took a brief moment to explain that, like, we are. Everything uses open source. Yeah. Right? They are saying that no open source is allowed anywhere on the client or server or required to run it or anything. And I said, I know for a fact that they run Chrome in their environment. So they're running Chrome to access our web service. Mm-hmm. And they're saying they're mm-hmm. not. Nobody's allowed to use any open source software. Including oh, really? The, uh, yeah. yeah. It was just. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, really? Meme right um, there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Recording got interrupted here by some unplanned, but otherwise totally ordinary day job work. So we had to stop recording for that afternoon. We pick up the recording again on Friday afternoon. So let's get back to it. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Uh, and um, I don't think that was a boring line. I, I actually think that was a, I think that's a really interesting discussion. Did you figure out what what they were actually uh, what the acronym was that, that they were? Well, what they had, what they had in their contract was just general public license. There was no GNU <laughs> pref. It was just general public license. Um, I, I remember that after you know, uh, it's, it was. But it, the structure of the thing, like you, I know you use Chrome in your environment. We're talking about a pre- like everything. Uh, it was just completely wrongheaded, and, and your point is totally valid. If you if you have for some reason, if there's some resistance or hesitation or bylaw or policy that says you can't use open source, it's almost categorically wrongheaded. In <laughs> you, you could not be more wrong. <laughs> exactly. And um, and my point is, it just context does matter. The licenses, the different licenses, they do have different mechanics depending on where you use them. For example, package software system you run in your data center versus a library you include in your server side code versus a library you include in your front end code. Uh, like I said uh, uh, before, a GPL license may be okay in one of those spots and not the others, depending on the context. Um, universally, though, the the stronger copy left light, the GPLs and so forth, if you modify the thing, you're burdened to share those modifications, which is probably okay. Um, the difference really comes in whether or not 
you are obliged, you know, whether or not you using the thing means that your code, your first party code is considered a derived work. And then that needs to be under the same license. Um, so, so like boxed software, if I can call it that, like MySQL versus a library, those are two different use cases. Um, and so anyway, I just, I had to do a lot of re we onboarded uh, at my company. We, we started using Sneak recently um, to do our our, our our software. Is that how it's pronounced? Is Sneak? I never sneak, knew. Yes, it is Sneak. I never knew mm -hmm. how to pronounce it. I always looked at it and I went Sneak, Snick, Snike, Snike. What is this? Snoke, yeah. Snoke. Oh, God, I hope it's not Snoke. What an awful character. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I I did a deep dive on all of this stuff. It's it's not as complicated and scary as you think it is. If you if you just set an hour aside and like read a couple of them and understand the differences, um, it could really be a meaningful uh, kind of arrow in your quiver uh, as you start arguing that yeah, we can use this stuff. It's okay, or just for your own knowledge to go in and validate that yeah, we're not using something that's in a non-compliant way. Um, that could be a big uh, that could be a big advantage for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think the interesting thing is it's it's kind of like for, for me, in my experience, the licensing stuff has always been me trying to get the lawyers on board. It's it's lawyers looking yeah. at what open source and and ownership and 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 we got to release what what you know, and they and they just start to, you know, they, they twitch and spasm on the ground, you know, at the at the sheer notion of it. And it's 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 more of an educational effort I it think is. on the part on the part of most engineers because most engineers if they don't understand the nuance of the of the of the law it's it's understandable that's why you have lawyers but they get the intent you, you know yeah. they, they understand the spirit in which this is happening here is some code I'm giving it to you for free you're not going to sue me because it breaks and if you pass it along I just want credit for the work that I did. That's really what all of these licenses are oriented around generally. Now you you called out the AGPL and I think that that's a you know that's a well, and, I mean, and the some GPL. Of this is, so I would G say I would say the yeah. the provenance of all of these. I don't know if there was an open source license before the GPL. I'm sure there was. Um but GPL is really the was for a time the big hitter and where all of these like I think Mozilla and Apache public licenses um were both crafted and there are some other ones crafted because we don't like the GPL because right. it's unfriendly to business and people get scared and lawyers get paranoid. And so um, a lot of those came out of kind of a backlash. But the idea there is not that not that the industry said, oh, wow, the GPL, that's scary. We can't do anything like that. Right. The value was that it caused the industry to say, you know what, that's not a perfect implementation of what we're after. We can do better. It's still open source and it still mm -hmm. follows the spirit right. of, you know, contributing back changes, giving credit where it's due. Um, and uh, now you've got this more recent thing. Like, I don't know if you followed the Elastic thing with Amazon. Oh, um, man, what a that's, saga. That's that been was. a whole story. <laughs> yeah. And essentially now. Right. The same issue. Right. Because we were same in one issue. license. Amazon's making buttloads of money. And then so the response were some of these licenses that are, according to the OSI, not open source, because to your point earlier, they try to dictate who can use it for what. There's also a um, there's a, a, a new license coming out or there's a, 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 there's a new license dropping in 2027. <laughs> 
John McGruber. No, um, there's a, a license. Oh, you're just going to keep going drama 60 there. minutes. Yeah. I'm no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to do it. Um, I can't do I can't. I can't do the voice. I, I can't do it. But, you know, um, <laughs> old family guy reference. Um, there's a I forget what the name of it is. Uh, it's escaping me at the moment. But there is a license that is sent. And again, OSI rejected it as not open source. Uh, the because idea is that it's open source as long as you do good things with the code. Don't be evil with the code. Oh, it's basically In other like words, trying to classic get classic Google kind of thing. Not not well. I mean, in 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 words. Yeah, don't don't be evil. But but essentially trying to say you can't use this software for immoral purposes. Right. And besides the quagmire that that becomes, OSI said, no, this is not a this will not get the OSI stamp because you cannot distinguish between use. It's open or it's not. Um, And the OSI is drawn, I think, a a fairly academic, but I think also like fairly reasonable line there that this this is not viable. We're not Mm going to accept we're not going to put our stamp on this. Um, Yeah, but some of that stuff is just. Yeah, the, I like the car. I'm I'm on the fence about the carve out thing, the Elastic Search thing. So, uh, Elastic did this, and I know some others have considered it, where they have changed their open source license, and it says it's it's basically the same as it has always been. Hey, you can you can use our software, but if you are, uh, uh, let me see if I can get the specifics right. If you are building a service on to offer our software as a service. And so, you know, the thing that we are that we hand to you, you're just turning around and just hosting it and and charging people to service that. That's not allowed. And so it it's really just an anti-AWS, anti-GCP, anti-Azure clause where you can't just take take the thing that we built, package it up using sometimes literally the same name and then charge people for it and not give us a, a cut of of that action. That's the that's the. I, th- I think they call it the server side public license. Is that what where it's called? Essentially, they try they they try to restrict you service providing the raw functionality right. of the of the package. Right, and right. And, that and, makes, and the OSI said that's not open source. And I get why they didn't. And, yeah, I get why they didn't. But I mm, eh, I have a hard time arguing against that because I mean. That's I mean, Amazon really just, you know, they're profiting off the, you know, on the back of these of these services. And, you know, they're not the the the, you know, the actual, you know, creators, content creators are not getting a cut back. Now, Amazon will they'll charge. Well, you know, it's open source. The other thing I hear, too, is, well, we contribute back. You know, we 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 provided updates back in, you know, pull requests and, you know, we made improvements to the code and things like that. Well, yeah. That's not going to come anywhere near the the level of of profit that you're getting. And if we want this software to subsist, to survive, somebody has to maintain it. And usually that involves some money. I mean, most of these open source projects, they live uh, vibrantly because there is some kind of commercial element in the background somewhere. You know, you know, somewhere the person who's creating the open source software is making money because of that open source software. And, you know, if you with with the, you know, with services like AWS, just you know, straight up offering Elasticsearch uh, for Ch- Changelog had a good uh, a good license podcast 
actually recently it's 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 all very timely this stuff that that i'm doing in my nine to five because you've got you've got uh amazon and elastic you've got the it's it's called the do no harm license i think is the one and basically it's it's like this ethical division if you're if you're doing somebody harm you can't use that's way too froofy i mean like i'm i'm all for the moral implication of it but brass tacks it's way too froofy and gray area because honestly nobody ever actually thinks they're the bad guy everyone thinks that their stuff is you know they that they are on the moral high ground that's well what's the definition of is is who's who who can define the language that we use and all that kind of stuff thanos thought he was doing something beneficial for the universe and you know for example (laughs) you know what thanos is one of the good examples of like the bad guy that you can see where he's coming oh, from. Oh, that's but what makes it great. Like that's what makes it so all, epic and awesome is in, that because like, some of the other ones were just they're just bad guys. Well, they they're just, just bad wanna, for, for the sake know, of being bad. But what makes a good but villain, Thanos was like, man, I can see where he got from you know what, A to B on that. That's I mean the definition of a really good villain is somebody who has a there is a moral drive behind yeah. what they're doing. That's what I mean, in 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 literature, in 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 theater, you know, the, it's there has to be something that's relatable because we all as the audience, we all think of ourselves as the protagonist. We're the we're the good guy or gal. And if if we can relate to the bad guy, that's what makes it more compelling the conflict because, deeper. Right. Yeah. And that but and, and part of the reason that that's so. Uh, engaging is because it's very true to life. No one actually, with rare exception, no one actually thinks that they're the bad guy, even when they're doing bad things, because they feel like they have some kind of moral imperative, uh, imperative to behind their that justifies their actions. Um, and so that's why I don't bring in this back. I don't want to go. I don't want to go too philosophical and get into literature. But well, you know, no, that's but, but no. That's but what let's makes say, this, but, that's what makes this moral contract, this moral thing, kind of very, very. No, no it's fine. It's no, it's fine. And I, I while we're talking, I, I brought up the do no harm license out on GitHub. Uh, and and their thing is, uh, it's based on BSD, but with specific exclusions for using license code to promote or profit from four points: violence, hate, and division. Number two, environmental destruction. Number three, abuse of human rights. Number four the destruction of people's physical and mental health. Okay, so set all that aside, though. I don't really care about that. What I care about, though, is that if you were to license the Infinity Gauntlet, right, under the do no harm license, what you're saying, though, is true because he's actually helping people. Yeah, he right? thinks and he's it's a- that he it's that- thinks. He's yeah, actually exactly. And, and that's the problem. Morals are entirely it's a it's a because you're not abusing human rights. It's not violence. It's not destruction of health because he's saying there's no pain. There's no sorrow. Mm-hmm. You just disappear. Yeah. I mean, it's a, so it's uh, that's I don't know, the 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 uh, the do no harm gauntlet. I like that. We could do something with that. Well, it's a, the do no harm gauntlet. That's it. There we go. Um, So anyway, uh, I'll link that change log episode. So this is happening in my in my uh, my nine to five. Um, You know, we onboard a sneak and we're doing all this sort of stuff. And then um, uh, the 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 elastic thing kind of came to a head. The do Mm -hmm. no harm license enters. I don't know exactly when that enters the chat, but um, 
and then there was this really great uh it was kind of a um uh, kind of a, like an anthology that that changelog did interviews with different people about different types of licensing issues that have come up recently um so i'll link that in the chat that was a good one too um and oh. then of course you have the, the the rms drama and people abandoning the gpl on principle now um so it's just it's on a license it's just like 21 is like the year of open source license discussion um, wait a minute, what's the so rms I th- drama i think i know about what what's what's the rms oh. drama uh, so, so, um, I know we're so the Uncle the Dick show. makes the GPL and then GPL two, GPL three. Um, those have been his, you know, his, his, uh, pro, you know, his, his products, mm-hmm. um, a couple of years. So yeah, you did. So yeah, the, uh, he was, uh, he was on the board of the free software foundation yep. and then he made some comments in 2017, 2018, um, that upset some people and he was, all right, I'm not going to talk about the issue because it's out of scope for the show. Oh, wait, is this wanna, where he got, he was, he was thrown off and now he's back on and people aren't happy that he's back on the board. Is that the story that you're talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said so, RMS and I thought, well, what does RMS have to do with any of this? So RMS, that's Richard Stallman. Uncle Dick. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's RMS. His, his acronym. Okay. There's a company called yeah. RMS that I was thinking of. And so there is. Yes, there is. Oh, and so it's bad it's, branding because Uncle Dick has been RMS since <laughs> like the late 80s. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, he's been he's been RMS. So he's what is RMS? Entire, um, what is the company? Oh, I'm going to butcher the acronym risk management systems oh okay so it's some a, corporate consultants a bunch of suits that are gonna it's take a, it's a lot a, of money no, no, no. i mean it's a yeah. i mean it's a it's a it's a sizable entity but you know it's uh um, yeah bunch of suits a bunch of lawyers <laughs> yeah risk management that's yeah. that's a bunch of lawyers okay i, I, I got pro- you i'm probably I thought you could have just said that you could have just said bunch of lawyers that's fine mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so when it um so, uh, so RMS, by the way, it, it was the total, it was the total developer thing. Like he had his nerd hat on mm-hmm. people are having a discussion at like, at like this level. And then he makes a point on like the use of language at a way lower level. Mm-hmm. And then people assume that he's like disagreeing with the morality of the argument and not just being a nitpicker about like the specific, well, that word doesn't mean the word that you think it means. And so then he gets, he gets ousted. He gets canceled by everybody. He comes back to the uh, free software foundation a couple of months ago um, as we record. And now in protest of that, a lot of people have been leaving the GPL. Mm. Um, so yeah. I have no. So that's been happening. You have the elastic thing. You have all of this other kind of stuff. It's just mm-hmm. I think what I what I hope is that is that throughout the year, um, if we can look back on 21 and see that, great, we kind of decided that, uh, you know, MIT or BSD, if you want, and like something like the Apache or Mozilla kind of become the standards and everybody just you know cuz it's it's so hard even if you know what you're doing and you know how to manage it well knowing that there is gpl code in the enterprise environment it's just tough to manage um so mm-hmm. yeah i don't okay. i hope i hope that helps clarify consolidate a little bit the sprawl. yeah it's as clear as mud good job it is it, it is. is thanks it is. i appreciate it mm-hmm. yeah this is a uh, interesting topic you know, i with, live for your accolades with absolutely no actionable outcomes whatsoever because we still zero have, literally None. everything we said you we still have to caveat doesn't mean jack go talk to your attorneys <laughs> not a lawyer not a lawyer not legal advice not yep. responsible yep 
we're going to publish this whole episode under the WTFPL. It's like <laughs> there's no warranty express or implied. This is your do it with what you will. I don't care. You know, if we're if we're going to keep talking, if, if we're going to if we're going to go the, the WTF PL route, I'm going to have to get a bleep on my uh, on my board here. We are. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. So that's that's one that I think is just funny because um, I yet, don't know that it's different than just uh, uh, public domain. Basically, it's it, it's not. I think it's a tongue in cheek slap at yeah. licenses in yeah. general, because yeah. really what all licenses try to do is what I described earlier, but you could boil that down even further. Hey, I gave this to you. You do whatever the, do whatever the heck you want. Well, there's even one. There's, there's one that's not. One, it's, there's it's one that's G rated. The, yeah, there's one that's got a G rated name. There's one that's called the. It's the Sim P S I M P L, the simple public license or something. And they even say in the in like it's either the preamble or or early on in the in the license text. They even say. This is a simplification, basically, of GPL v2, and for the avoidance of doubt, it should be interpreted the same way as GPL. Why? 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 Then why did you waste your time writing that? Yeah. What value are you adding? That's which is, I don't know. What value are you adding there? This is not. This doesn't make sense to me. That one's okay. That one's dumb. But I have seen another version of the WTFPL that doesn't uh, swear. And is the same is the same thing. It's it's one line inside yeah. and it's, you know, something something pithy. I, I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but I'm sure that there are actually multiples of them. Yeah. And so. it's just it's it's funnier and more interesting than just putting it in public domain. Which well, is fine. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to if, if you're going <laughs> to you, you, you just want to capture, like I said, if, if you're if you're you just want the credit for your work. That's all. Most people just want to be yeah. recognized for the work because hey, this is something I put together. I put my name on it. I put it out there and I want, you know, recognition and notoriety for it. You know, a lot of times, you know, people build their careers off that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you and I, I mean, when we were doing interviewing, we were looking for what were the big things that we were looking for? Freelance or startup work and open source contributions and open source projects, you know? Which yeah. is another topic that actually I think we're going to go back to next week because we've been doing some uh, we've been doing some hiring and so I'm I'm back in my I'm back in my hiring. Oh, me mode. too. Yeah, me too. You want to talk? All right, let's, let's talk it. some let's hiring. Do, I'm into it. We did. I'm we did it. the first episode. Our very first episode was a little bit about hiring, and I want to I want to come back to it because I think we talked about it from the we talked about it from the employee side, I think, but not the. Uh, we did. Side. We did both. Employer, I think we did employee? both. Okay. Well, I know we didn't cover yeah. everything that I was thinking about at the time. So we'll Well, there's that. a lot more to talk about there. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So I'm going to take us out here. Uh, it's been another great episode of Refactored, actually spanning a couple of days. So we've got a little bit of time travel going on here. Uh, episode. We are from the future. Mm-hmm. Episode 17 on April. What was it? Seventh and ninth. Seventh. Seventh. Yes. It was when? Okay. So it was Wednesday and Friday. So covering a. Covering a bit of a longer span of time there. A saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks once again to my co-host, Chris Tonkinson. Uh, I am Frank Cole. You can get more of information about the show at refactor.work. Send us your thoughts, feedback at refactor.work. You can hear Chris's pithy thoughts over at tonkinson.com. Just Tonkinson.com works, right? I, I keep forgetting. Uh, it's that Chris. I I think the redirect might be broken, but okay. Yeah, so get Chris Tonkinson.com. You can get my stuff at uh, www.hotcoles.com. And that'll, that'll do it. Thanks, buddy. 
We'll see you all next week. Thanks a lot, Take Frank. care. Cheers.